As Advent draws to a close, we prepare for the season of Christmas. We come to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And we'll light the Christ candle tonight. Here to light uh, the candle and to read the service of the Advent wreath that is printed in your order of worship are Mike Mosley and Susan Harlan. Come. We rejoice this night at the miracle of Christmas. We celebrate the light of God shining in the darkness. Tonight we light the Christ candle. No dread of war, no pain of suffering, no cloud of despair can constrain it. May the light of the Advent wreath shine in our lives this holy night. May the candles of hope, peace, joy, and love light our way. May the light of the Christ candle shine brightly in our lives all year long. You may be seated. Welcome to the worship of God on this holiest of nights, on this Christmas Eve night. Welcome to Northside Drive Baptist Church, and tonight, welcome to our chapel. Uh, as I've said the last two weeks, uh, perhaps in your family all the Christmas holiday plans go exactly right, but not so much at church this year because we've had to move out of the sanctuary for about two months until we get the heater repaired. And of course tonight we wouldn't need the heater anyway, would we? <laughs> but we are gathered here uh, for the worship of God and the celebration especially uh, for this Christmas Eve. We have guests that are among us and that we, we are glad that you're here and share this time of worship uh, with us. The text that we'll be reading tonight, the lessons are ancient lessons. You can listen between the words and the lines and hear the early church trying to, trying to compose their theology, to take their experience with Jesus and place that alongside their love of the scriptures with which many of them had grown up, the traditions that they had known. And it became important to them to include stories as well. By the end of the first century, you had the Apostle Paul's writing and some others. But I think the church needed some more stories. So the Gospels were written, including these birth narratives of Jesus and Matthew and Luke. And so as we open our hearts to these stories, we're, all, we're touched by Mary and Joseph and the Christ child about the journey to Bethlehem, the arrival of the shepherds, the coming of the Magi, all of those stories help season our hearts and help bring us to Christmas. So welcome. It's good to be together on this night. Let us hear now the first lesson that comes from the prologue of John, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. The life was the light of all, and the light shone in the darkness, and the darkness could not constrain it. Now there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. Now he himself was not the light, but he came to testify of the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, and it was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified of him and said, this is the one of whom I foretold. The one who comes after me is really ahead of me because he was before me. From his grace and fullness, we have received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, but grace and truth came only through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but it is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made God known. Here ends the first lesson.
The Messiah's birth and kingdom are foretold by Isaiah. Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Here ends the second lesson.
the angel Gabriel salutes the Blessed Virgin Mary, a reading from the Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. You see, nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Here ends the third lesson.
the fourth lesson. Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Luke 2, 1-7. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Here ends the fourth lesson.
the shepherds go to the manger. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, Luke 2, 8 through 20. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Here ends the fifth lesson.
The wise men are led by the star to Jesus. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 2, 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it's been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. <clears throat> For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, Bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Here ends the sixth lesson.
the fullness of time, a reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Here ends the seventh lesson. Please remain standing for just a moment as we uh, give thanks to God for the gifts of uh, God's grace and love, but also the gifts of the love and grace that we have among these pews tonight and in our church. For one thing, we're grateful for our choir, aren't we? One of the gifts that uh, the dilemma that we have had is moving us to the chapel is our enjoyment of the intimacy with choir. They have sung so confidently and so beautifully, and so I appreciate all of their hard work in uh, showing up tonight. Uh, also, as you look around, you get to see some folk who have uh, traveled and been other places and are home for holidays, and so we welcome you back all the way from, what, Lake Charles, Louisiana? 
and New York, and uh, we had folk in the earlier service from Washington, D.C., New York City, Charleston, South Carolina, and other places. So it's good to have you back home if you're, uh, if you're one of us, but, uh, but live away. Thank you. You may be seated. A part of what we do at each of these services is to uh, take an offering and pass along that money to folk who are in need. And we're not going to be passing the plate tonight, but we'll have a plate out in the narthex and then also one in the, the hallway, and there will be an usher at each place. You can make a donation there. Uh, the money that is not designated will go to the Atlanta Food Bank, Feed Hungry People, uh, over the, the holiday season. If you'd like it to go through the ministry, particularly of Northside Drive Baptist Church, then you can label that. There are envelopes in the pews, and you could uh, put it, uh, label it that way and drop it in the plate. One thing we had done a few weeks ago, uh, Valerie Waters, one of our members, uh, put together a CD of instrumental music, gave them away to the church and said, if you wanted to make a donation, you could have one of the CDs. Well, Murdy Cope has done the same with the pictures that she's made. You've seen in the narthex and in the hallway these beautiful images that speak of winter, of Advent, to the Christmas season. And she has said the same. There will be an offering plate out there if you'd like to make a donation uh, and take a picture with you. Do that. Now, there are only five of those. And so, uh, uh, you know, it's a limited supply. <laughs> so some might make a beeline for the hallway door, but they're beautiful uh, pictures to give. I always think this time of year uh, the gift of giving as well as receiving for the last two years, I've reminded some of you of a story you already know. Uh, one of our members, uh, charter members, Dr. Bedford Davis, died just two years ago. And one of his stories that he told was about during the Christmas season when he was a, uh, an army surgeon as the army was going through France on their way to Germany uh, during World War II. And it was a Christmas Eve. It was this night, those years ago, and he realized that how homesick everybody was. And so during the night, as the soldiers were sleeping in the cots in this makeshift hospital out of different houses in a little town in France, he asked his soldiers to go find ornaments that were in the abandoned houses and a little bit of tinsel that may be in the attics, and then others to bring in small trees or bushes from the forest. And when the soldiers woke up the next morning, there was a decorated Christmas tree by every one of the cots. It is by giving that we receive, isn't it? And so we think of that as we come to this season where we receive so much from the grace of God. And now the choir will give us the gift of song once again.
We have been nourished by the gift of scripture and also by the gift of song. And now comes time in our service to be nourished through communion and through the symbol of God's presence with us. As we celebrate communion tonight, all are invited to participate. Feel free to participate in the service and come forward to receive communion. Tonight it will be by intinction and you'll be walking to the front. There'll be two serving here serving over here, you'll come by, take a piece of bread, dip it in the cup, and then eat that. That would be by intention. Uh, as we observe the Lord's Supper, we do so with a spirit of reverence, but also with a spirit of joy. When we begin to serve in just a moment, our choir will come first, and then following the choir, the front rows will lead, and then we'll come forward. All right, let's stand together and read responsively the Sorsum Corda. The peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, mighty God, creator of heaven and earth, Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with all the company of heaven, who forever proclaim the glory of your name, singing.
may be seated. On the night of Jesus' suffering and death, he took bread, and having given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, after supper, he took the cup. And having given thanks, he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us pray. We celebrate the memorial of Christ's redeeming gift, O God, even on this Christmas Eve, through a meal that speaks of sacrifice, thanksgiving, and life, recalling Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection we celebrate these holy mysteries. Sanctify us and your entire church that we remain faithful in love and hope as we follow Jesus Christ our Lord. And hear us, O God, as we join together in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. All of God's people are welcome to this table. So take these gifts in remembrance that Christ died and was raised. And therefore, let us come to the table in thanksgiving and hope. Amen. Jesus left.
Let us pray. All loving God, on this Christmas Eve, we give you thanks for having refreshed us once again at your table, for we have celebrated among us the presence of Christ. So deepen our faith, increase our love for one another, and when it is time to leave this evening, send us forth into the world in strength and in Christmas peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. In a moment, we'll observe the uh, passing of the light on this uh, season of the year. I think Christians, early Christians, chose this time of year because of the winter solstice and the darkness of the, the darkest, longest night of the year. But then the birth of the light after that, and then the, the light continues to crescendo. So not only do we celebrate the birth of that light, we celebrate the birth of the light of the world. Now, does everyone have a candle that wants a candle? Everybody does. All right. So in a moment, Daniel and I will light from the Christ candle, and then Melinda will begin on silent night, and the lights will go down, and the light will be passed around, and we'll celebrate the presence of God among us the light of the world. Let us celebrate this service of light.
We began our service by reading from the Gospel of John, one of the Gospels that tells that Christ came, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We end our service by reading from the last book of the Bible that says that that is exactly where God will be with us for all eternity. Would you stand with me and then remain standing for the singing of our final hymn and then for the benediction. The Gospel writer, or the, the writer of the New Testament, John, said, And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And when I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, I knew and heard a loud voice from the throne, the voice said, You see, the home of God is among mortals, and God will dwell with them as their God, and they will be God's people, and God himself will be with them, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said to me, You see, I am making all things new. And also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. Amen. Would you lift your candle high with me? And each of these lights not only represents the light of God, but it represents the light that is in your heart that you carry from this place into the world this night. And so as we prepare to go, remember this. May the strength of Christ uplift you, the comfort of the Holy Spirit surround you, 
and the grace and mercy of God give you hope and give you courage all through this season of Christmas and through Epiphany and into the new year. And as we go, we go with peace. Amen. <laughs>